0: Good morning, church. Welcome to Missions Fest 2023. Thanks to Debbie Nichols, who did our prelude, one of our missionaries. It's special to hear music from Ukraine. It's a joy to we gather together as we celebrate and hear about all that God is doing around the world. Psalm 67 says, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy for you judge the peoples with equity and you guide the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let's stand and worship together.
1: The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, when it grows, it becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Over the past nine decades, over 540 WBC members have scattered across the world sinking roots into the soil of over 80 nations, planting and cultivating kingdom seeds. And what God has done through them there and here in our community is amazing. In the wake of World War II, our church sent missionaries throughout Europe where 20 WBC families now serve. Their diverse ministries are serving the millions displaced by the Ukraine invasion. Protecting orphans, welcoming refugees, and feeding stomachs and souls in Jesus' name. Twenty years ago in the Dominican Republic, our missionaries Vic and Leslie Troutline launched one orphan care center with our support. That single seed took root and is now a forest. Today, 2,400 at-risk children receive care and education through 10 kids-alive schools and residential campuses. In 2011, we provided our African partners food for 10,000 drought-stricken Kenyans on the verge of starvation. And today, hundreds of Turkana people are growing their own food and starting churches around wells and dams provided by our congregation and our great partners in Kenya. In 2015, our church dramatically deepened our investment in courageous indigenous leaders of the Middle East and Asia in turbulent places closed to our entry and influence. In just one Muslim nation, over 1,200 young adults have come to faith in Christ through our partners in the last six years. From urban centers to the jungles of Papua New Guinea, from theological schools to refugee camps, from Asia to West Chicago's apartment complexes, our missionaries and church family are sowing, cultivating, and seeing tens of thousands of children, youth, and adults find their refuge in God's expanding kingdom. And as the Lord moved us to West Chicago in 2008, he stirred our church to contribute to the uplifting of our new community in Jesus' name. 15 years ago, Puente del Pueblo launched with an expansive vision. In partnership with West Chicago leaders, WBC opened an after-school program at Wegner Elementary next to the Timberlake apartment. Puente has served hundreds of students in four West Chicago schools through daily after-school programming. And thanks to an incredible 138,000 volunteer hours since inception, Puente has now branched to host a Christmas store, a summer program to boost academic skills, literacy programs for adults and kids, and support for families in crisis. And we rejoice in our first generation of college graduates as we celebrate Puente's quinceanera. The Lord's work through our church, around the world and across the street, is unfinished. But God continues to cultivate seeds planted by your giving, going, and prayers. And he causes them to grow to remarkable and eternal significance. Be amazed. Asombroso.
2: Well, good morning, church family. Good morning, church family. And welcome to Missions Fest. I'm Bill Oberlin, pastor of Global Outreach. And it's my privilege this morning to introduce to you representatives of our 90 missionary families and indigenous leaders serving in 50 nations. Brett and Kelsey Miller provide leadership for Go Ministries in the Dominican Republic. Go Ministries is developing and discipling over a thousand student athletes and at-risk youth. Their base in Santiago is also a vibrant church planting hub. Josh Dunkel connects and strengthens European churches and ministries in welcoming Ukrainian and other refugees and in sending missionaries from Europe to the nations. Josh and his family live in Budapest, Hungary. God has been raising up African leaders through Rod Duttweiler for 35 years. From Senegal, West Africa, to a learning community in South Africa, Rod continues to mentor missionaries and leaders on multiple continents. Jeremy Frank has a lifetime of experience facilitating camping in Spain. He's co-founder of Next2, a ministry that resources Christian camps to raise up the next generation of Christ followers and young leaders for the Spanish church. Many of you know Vance Fresher. He was a pastor at Wheaton Bible Church before moving to Southeast Asia in 2016 to serve as the director of Teach Beyond's work in Asia. Vance now cultivates funding for Teach Beyond's work, which is empowering education in 64 nations, transforming individuals and communities. For more than three decades, Stephen Jan Griswell have poured their hearts into pastors and their wives in Mexico, supporting the planting and health of churches in Mexico and training Latinos for missionary service around the world. Greg and Faith Hurst began discipling Bolivian youth, then helped launch a Christian school and a new church, and now they're helping lead a cluster of churches in La Paz, Bolivia, with a goal to plant 15 new congregations in the next five years. Short-term trips to Romania by Karen Kurth prompted her to move there. Her walk with Christ and her genuineness with others have opened many doors to the gospel and mentoring youth and women in Romania. Karen newly returned stateside, To care for her mom in a new season of life. Second career missionaries Mike and Peggy Lowe have served in Greece and Panama, and the past two years they've used their construction and trauma care skills in Paradise, California's recovery from the devastating wildfires. You'll never know where Mike and Peggy might be next, but I'll cue you in. Uh, Their next assignment? to care for fellow missionaries in Latin America. Greg and Debbie Nichols have served in Ukraine and the Czech Republic. Greg has taught in seminaries, developed leaders, and coaches the Prague Lions American football team. With Debbie's gifts in hospitality and disciple making, they're now serving Ukrainian refugees in Prague. Stanley and Marjorie Acoro live in northern France and are engaged in outreach and disciple-making among the large immigrant and refugee population there. Their goal, reproducing faith communities among those new to Christ. Brent and Nicole Preston have lived being salt and light in multiple nations, most recently Spain, and in the varied spheres of their personal lives. Brent oversees workers with Team Mission who serve through medicine, education, business, and other platforms across North Africa, the Middle East, and Central Asia. Jonathan and Cindy Rainey support Kingdom Work and Compassion Ministries in the remotest places of the earth through Mission Aviation Fellowship. After 30 years in Indonesia, they are now at MAF headquarters where Jonathan serves as the VP for flight safety worldwide. Jonathan's brother Paul and his wife Carolyn also live for decades in Asia. They serve as trainers and coaches for cross-cultural workers in the most challenging global contexts, helping them build resilience and sustainability there. I want to note that both Paul and Jonathan are pilots as was their dad before them who gave his life as a missionary pilot. Their missionary mom, Beth, continues as a member of our congregation here and was with us on our recent Greece go trip. Greg and Becca Salvo mobilize adults and teens to serve the nations of Europe. Becca previously taught at the International Christian School in Vienna and she and Greg linked new missionaries and churches with the vast work of Greater Europe Mission. Kim Schiele has made a lifetime investment in East Africa, providing medical care via rural and mobile health clinics. Her husband, Dan, built mission stations and schools. Now in Florida, Kim provides nursing care at a missionary retirement community. Vic and Leslie Troutwine, whom you saw in the video, and Kids Alive Ministries are bringing hope to 2,400 children and youth through 10 schools and residential campuses in the DR. 90 of their Kids Alive graduates are currently attending university, and their, their ministry is transforming families, communities, and local churches. Shelton Thompson IV recently completed a two-and-a-half-year service with kids alive in the DR, building on previous short-term missions trips there. His experience in the DRs infused Shelton's new teaching and coaching role here locally at Wheaton Academy. Nimrod Tika and his wife Vivian are raising up marketplace leaders through Asia and beyond through the International Graduate School of Leadership in the Philippines. Nimrod is our guest preacher this morning. Salamat po. And finally, our Kenyan contingent. Uh, With us are two pastors from from Parkland's Baptist Church in Nairobi, Kenya. This uh, leading church has been our trusted partners for 11 years as we've served together the Turkana people, again, that you saw in the video of remote northwest Kenya. We're honored to welcome back Pastor Simon Moangi and Pastor Victor Kimani. Parklands is a leading evangelical church in East Africa, uh, uh, similar to our congregation uh, in size and growing in missional impact. What an amazing family you and I have what an opportunity to learn from these global servants of Christ in the coming events throughout this week I want to invite you to stand in honoring these men and women and giving applause to the God of all nations congregation, please remain standing as we continue in worship to our great God.
3: sound of every time when the pride of christ on that day of days brings with joy unto
1: we just sang is almighty. He reigns and among all nations. It makes the decision easy to follow that Lord, right? And to follow boldly and confidently and no turning back. So church missions fest that we are just kicking off is an amazing couple of weeks in our church, right? We have uh, the wonderful missionaries who are joining us from around the world and celebrating what, what God is doing in our own communities as well. And uh, I want to invite the ushers forward at this time uh, because our missions is also uh, an expression of generosity, I want to remind you that nearly a third of our budget every year as an entire church goes towards global and local missions. And something that I thought was absolutely incredible, just the missionary units you saw up here, which is about a fourth of those we partner with around the world. Yesterday in our time, they were sharing how long they've been supported by or sent out by Wheaton Bible Church, and I tallied it all up. And just at Missions Fest this year, represents 397 faithful years of global missionary service to the nations. How about an amen for that? So that's the privilege we have to see thousands more years, hundreds more sent out to the nations, supported well by us as a church, right? Right? All right, so I want to remind you that there are three ways to give. You can give in just a second as the ushers pass the plates. Go online at wheatonbible.org slash give, uh, or you can mail your gifts to the church offices. And uh, ushers, you may pass the plates. Thank you. So as we have so many great missionaries in, I I want to introduce you to one uh, couple. Uh, I want to invite up now Greg and Debbie Nichols, They are two of our long term missionaries. We have had the honor and privilege of supporting Greg and Debbie for 31 years, but the story actually started before that because Debbie is actually a second generation Wheaton Bible Church missionary, as we had the pleasure of supporting her parents starting in 1978. And so when we talk about sinking roots into the soil of the nations, we see the fruit that God grows across two generations and 45 years. So can we just welcome Greg and Debbie, and they're going to share with us
4: a little bit. Debbie and I, like so many of the missionaries here, uh, can mark our lives by our prayer cards. And so we are now at our seventh iteration of a prayer card, which you can get. All of the other prayer cards have been here at Ween Bible Church on display to prompt you to pray and give for our families. And we are deeply grateful that you have allowed us to serve over these last years.
5: And as Pastor said, uh, my progression of, my, of the prayer card started when I was two months old. So. Um, you Wheaton Bible Church family have been a part of my life and supporting and praying for me in not only in Austria and Czech Republic, Ukraine, but also as I did a short-term project in Sweden and Denmark and Israel and Cyprus. So thank you so much.
4: A little over 18 months ago when the Putin version of Russia invaded Ukraine, we were flooded with calls from former students and friends of those students looking for places to stay. Debbie calls it a crazy idea, but she began to look across Prague to find Airbnbs, and she began to book them. It was a crazy idea because we didn't know how we were going to pay for them. And we were amazed at God working through you to send us finances to house those families, and we're deeply grateful as they are.
5: And to this day, we continue to support six of those families, and it's amazing to find that we have some Christian brothers and sisters in that group and they have been working side by side with us reaching into their own community of the ukrainian displaced people and it's also been a great joy not only to work side by side with our brothers and sisters but to also train them and to disciple them as they're sharing the good news of the gospel
4: we could tell you all that we're doing but if we did i think you'd think we're bordering on workaholics but we're not because the amazing thing that God has done over the last 18 months is just provide for all of our needs. He's given us physical health. He's given us strength, emotional health, and finances to do what we're doing. We'd love to tell you those stories, so find us after the service. Um, and we just continue to thank the Lord for your giving. And we pray that you would, uh, I, yes, thank you for all of those wonderful things. Uh, last So let us pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for many things that you have done in and through us this week. Father, we pray that you would continue to make us thankful that we could find ways to praise you. Father, we thank you for the cross, the good news for every culture at every time for every people. Father, we thank you for the ways that you use normal people in extraordinary ways because you fill them with the Holy Spirit. Father, we give you glory and praise for the peace in our hearts because of the Holy Spirit. And Father, we know that we have sinned this week and so we come before you acknowledging that we have sinned against you and against our neighbor. Father, we have sinned in intentional ways and unintentional ways and we come to you asking for forgiveness. Father, we thank you that you forgive us not because of The fact that we deserve it but because of the work of Christ on the cross. And we claim his blood and we pray that you would continue to guide us and help us to be sensitive to your spirit as we move through our days and weeks. Father, we pray for this turmoil war or the turmoil world right now. So many things are confusing to us, but we pray for your shalom peace to be tangible in places like Israel and Palestine, Ukraine and Russia. Father, we pray for those who are working to bring peace and providing for humanitarian needs in those areas, Lord, that you would keep them safe. Father, we pray for your kingdom as it continues to expand in and through all of these difficulties. Father, we pray that you bless your servants, the pastors serving in those challenging times. Father, we pray for our nation. We pray for our state, our county. In our communities. Father, may those that lead those areas lead with justice and lead in a fear of you. Father, we pray for this congregation. We thank you for those called out to follow Jesus and being sent back into their different communities. Father, we thank you that we have the opportunity to Give back to you some of what you have given to us. And we pray that we would be good stewards. We pray for those that oversee the offerings and the finances of this church, Father, as they make decisions on your kingdom and how to finance and what to finance. Father, bless them with wisdom. And Lord, we pray for this week. What a joy it is to focus on the ways that your kingdom has expanded throughout the world. And Father, we pray that you would amaze us. That we would see your amazing acts that go far beyond what we can think and imagine. Father, we pray that you would continue to move in our hearts. And as we open our hearts to your word, Lord, that you would move in our hearts. And finally, I pray, Lord, that you would move in the hearts of some specific people here today to call them into cross-cultural missions or to step out of their comfort zone and trust you with their mustard seed of faith. Thank you for being a great God. Thank you for hearing our prayer. Thank you for all the ways that you have blessed us. Father, we pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: We thank Greg and Debbie one more time. I know you all know this, uh, but it's worth stating again, I'm extremely proud of our missionary family, and what we as a church congregation get to be a part of faithfully, year in and year out, God is moving in really amazing ways, right? It's a privilege to be invited into it as a church congregation. So uh, this morning, I'm just going to continue introducing you to some of my favorite people in the entire world. I want to introduce you to our preacher this morning, Nimrod Tika, uh, because Pastor Nimrod is a great friend of mine and of our church. He's one of our many amazing missionaries, and again, we're honored to be supporting him. Pastor Nimrod and his family serve in a key ministry based in Manila, Philippines, in theological education, mentoring in ministry, and equipping marketplace leaders. He serves as the executive director of the International Graduate School of Leadership in Manila, and this school has nearly 300 students from over 20 nations. And I know the online reach is much broader than that. I have uh, had the pleasure of visiting Nimrod on the field in February of 2020, and I just had an absolute blast following this man around and meeting his uh, ministry partners and uh, his family and and enjoying the fellowship. It's a remarkable ministry, and God is at work in incredible ways. And so I want you to know that I admire him as a brother in Christ. Um, I see he's a pastor of pastors a leader of leaders, and he is an amazing and humble global servant in God's kingdom. So can we please warmly welcome Pastor Nimrod to preach to us this morning.
6: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Kyle. It's been uh, four years since you visited the Philippines, so it's about time you come back and bring all these folks uh, with you. Give us a one-week heads-up. Okay, so we can prepare something for you. It's uh, wonderful to be here. I don't have my family with me. I have a family, one wife and four daughters. So I always say don't get that mixed up. <laughs> uh, so uh, they're not here, but they're here and they're there. And they're actually online right now. So there's a 13-hour difference. Philippines right now. So, uh, so uh, it's uh, early in the morning somewhere there. So that's my family. Good-looking family. Now you know, there we go. Thank you. Thank you for the vote of confidence. Thank you. Now you know where they got the looks, right? From the mom, from the mom. She's watching right now. It's from you. So, uh, but I uh, thank the Lord for the opportunity to, uh, to speak before you this morning and to just share God's Word. It's wonderful to be back. And, of course, looking forward to getting back, going back home to the Philippines to resume our ministry at the International Graduate School of Leadership. If you'd like to uh, see what the Lord is doing there, you know, aside from visiting us and giving me a one-week heads-up, you can also check out our website, not now, okay, not now, uh, later, uh, it's igsl.asia. Okay, it's not igsl.com, it's igsl.asia. So please visit the website and see what the Lord is doing there. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you, Lord, because of this opportunity to, to share to your people. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would just open our hearts, open our minds to the truth of God's Word and help us to see Jesus. Help us to see how our small faith is, uh, could be used by a mighty God. So I pray that you would be glorified, Lord Jesus, in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. What a wonderful theme that we have for uh, this Missions Fest. Be amazed, asombroso. Be amazed. Now, when was the last time you were amazed? Uh, maybe you went on a trip uh, and saw an amazing uh, view. Uh, maybe you went to see the Grand, uh, the grand Canyon, and you said, "Well, that was amazing. And uh, yeah, when I visited there, it was like, really, that was amazing. And the, the Niagara Falls and different sites in the world and even here. Uh, or maybe you saw your wife this morning and you said, you look amazing. <laughs> Those are the right compliment, okay? That, uh, you can, are you amazing cook or what, right? Um, but when was the last time you really were amazed? I think a better question to answer this morning is, when was the last time God amazed you? When was the last time God amazed you? And we're going to talk about that this morning. How our God is indeed an amazing God because He works in amazing ways that we just cannot comprehend, that we just cannot put in a box and even explain in detail because it's just so mind-blowing how God works in mysterious ways. So let's, we, we will talk about that. Today we'll talk about this amazing God and His amazing kingdom work. So if you have your Bibles with you, Please open it, tap it, click it, swipe it, whatever kind of Bible you have there. And it's all, it will be on the screen also. And I would like to request everyone to please stand as I read God's word for us. From Matthew 13, I'll be reading two verses, verse 31 and 32. He told them, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in the field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, when it, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. May God be blessed uh, praised by the reading of his word. You may take your seat. Just to give you a background of the passage, here we see that Jesus has been, uh, has been talking about stories or parables about the kingdom of heaven and uh, while He did not explain in detail, or He did not explain the parables to, to people, to all the people, He did explain the parables to the disciples. And the reason was stated in verses 13 to 15 of chapter uh, 13. Let me just quote a part of verse 15. It says there, The people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have, they have closed. So they were not ready, the people were not ready, or rather, they were unwilling to receive the truth, and so they needed to hear the truth spoken through stories. You know, the way we tell stories to our children how to obey better, or maybe uh, uh, your, your dad telling you how to obey, to just do an illustration, um, uh, share a story of how we can do something. That is, this passage actually is no different. It is a short parable, but with long implications. And this passage is is indeed a short story encapsulated, a long story encapsulated in two verses. In other words, this is similar to saying long story short. Or for some preachers, short story long. (laughs) But long story short, this is what the kingdom is like. Verses 31 and 32. Now from this passage, we will focus on three reasons why God's kingdom is amazing. Three reasons why God's kingdom is amazing. And let me give you those three reasons. First, God's kingdom is amazing because His kingdom plan is beyond people's expectations. It is beyond people's expectations. Secondly, God's kingdom is unstoppable in its growth. And finally, God's kingdom is our refuge. Three reasons why God's kingdom is amazing. And if there's a takeaway that I'd like you to take home with you, it's this. No seed is too small in the hands of our big God. No seed is too small in the hands of our big God. Small seed, big God. Let's unpack this one by one. First, God's kingdom plan is beyond people's expectations. Now, many of you know how small a mustard seed is. And so we have a picture here just in case. It's actually big because it's on the screen. This is just one picture of what a mustard seed looks like. Um, and if, if I were God, okay, this might sound heretical for some, but if I were God, and we're talking about God blowing our, our expectations. If I were God and I want to, the, the people just embrace the kingdom, I'm going to just bring it down. I'm going to just bring down the kingdom. And I'm just going to show them how mighty and powerful I am. I'm just going to do that right right out in the open. But our God is different, and praise God, I'm not God and you're not God. He's very he's different. He moves in unexpected, unusual, mysterious ways. And so he went down and became a human, born in a stable, born through a virgin. Isn't that unexpected? I mean, he should have been born in a, in a palace, in a mansion, but born in a stable? That's how unexpected our God moves. And not just that, even his ways. I mean, when he was here on earth ministering, remember when uh, the people were hungry and the Lord said, what do we have? Five loaves and two fish. Could he have miraculously just produced bread and fish? Yeah. But he chose five loaves and two fish offered by a boy who said, here it is. Use it. Unexpected, unusual ways. And we see that over and over in the scripture, how God works in unexpected ways. You see, God's, God's ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And so we look at this passage and we see how the kingdom starts as something that may seem insignificant. It's so small, infinitesimal. But then it's growing. It's slowly growing. And God is moving through that because He works indeed in unexpected ways. You know, I uh, like what uh, C.S. Lewis said in his book, A Grief Observed. He says, my idea of God... Is not a divine idea. It has to be shattered time after time, and he shatters it himself. Sometimes we uh, do tr- try to do something for the Lord, and we think that it's small. We think that it's nothing. We think that it's not like some of the people who are more visible in the church. And we're saying, oh, this is just a small part of what we're doing. But you know what? You just don't know how the Lord will use that in unexpected ways. You just don't know because a small seed, no seed is small in the hands of a big God. No seed is small in the hands of a big God. God works in unexpected ways. And so let's not try to put God in a box and say, Lord God, this is how you should work. This is how you should answer my prayers, right? And, uh, and for many of us going through the pandemic, especially in, in the Philippines, that was not what, how we expected God to work. I mean, all, were, all our plans were changed. We had to revise our plans. We had to revise some, some things that we, uh, we, uh, we talked about before the pandemic in the Philippines because of just the challenges of what was happening. And there were people left and right that were indeed dying. And so we're, we were asking, what are we going to do? But you see, the Lord sometimes brings us in a point where we don't know what to do in order for us to know that He is all that we have that He is all that we have, that even in that point in our life when we don't know what to do, that's a small seed in the hand of a big God. A small seed in the hand of a big God. Indeed, God's work is amazing. God's kingdom plan is beyond people's expectations. We serve an amazing God. Secondly, not just that, but God's kingdom is also unstoppable. Unstoppable. It is unstoppable in its growth. I mean, verse 31 says, Though the mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree when it grows. So we see here the growth of that mustard seed and becomes, becomes a big plant and eventually becomes a tree And it's the picture of the kingdom of God where the Lord indeed works in mysterious ways and that nothing and no one can stop the work of God. You know, at the International Graduate School of Leadership, I mentioned earlier about the pandemic, pre-pandemic in our extension programs from 2015 to 2019, we were averaging uh, about 160 students in our extension programs, 2015 to 2019. When the pandemic hit in 2020... Our attendance jumped to 647 from 160. Did we expect that to happen? No. Did we plan for that to happen? No. That was a good, good problem to have. How do we minister to these people? That's a good problem <laughs> to have. And that was, that was a, we, we saw how God indeed worked in mysterious ways that nothing, no pandemic, nothing can stop the growth of the kingdom it even gave the opportunity for the gospel to spread in various ways. It did hinder our plans, but it did not hinder God's plan. Just no one and nothing can stop the growth of the kingdom. And here's the thing. You know, for us, sometimes we think about, and we have to think about reaching our neighbors, reaching our own world. But you know, God's plans is beyond that. It's not just reaching your neighbors. It's reaching the nations. And here's what's amazing about what God is doing in this country. The Lord is bringing the nations to you. I mean, years ago, you would not think of a neighbor who's different from a different ethnic background. But now God is bringing them, and they're your neighbors now. Back then, maybe your neighbors were all Christian. But now you see them, and they look different. They worship different. Because God is bringing the nations to this country. You see, God's heart is really for the nations. That's His heart for missions. And I thank the Lord for what Wheaton Bible Church, what God is doing through Wheaton Bible Church, and just uh, reaching out to the nations. And we see God's heart for the nations in different verses in Scripture. I only selected a few. So here's the thing. We're going to do a a kind of a responsive reading, okay? The the, The words that are in yellow, you read. Okay. And I'm going to read the, the rest. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? Okay. Let me hear that amazing uh, reading. Okay. Here we go. And in you, to Isaac and because of Abraham, in your offspring, All the shall be blessed. But truly as I live and as All shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, sing to the Lord, All the tell of his salvation from day to day. Let the heavens be glad and let the Earth. rejoice and let them say among the, the Lord reigns. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all there, there we go. That your way may be known on Earth. your saving power among all nations. May his name endure forever. His fame continue as long as the sun. May people be blessed in him. Shall Call him blessed. Oh, you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. Praise the Lord. Oh, Extol him. Oh, next, next slide. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of. Oh, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Go therefore and make disciples of. Oh, Baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood, you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God, the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King King. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy will come and worship you for your righteous acts have been revealed. It's about God to the nations. That is God's goal. That That is God's passion. That is God's heart. It is for the nations. And yes, He's bringing the nations to you. So when you read verses like this, remember your neighbor from a different ethnic background. And remember those who are half a world away. Even more. Because God is sending us to the nations. Again, we praise the Lord through the year, because through the years we have seen how Wheaton Bible Church has been loving the nations. In the 94-year history of our church, Wheaton Bible has launched approximately 540 members of our church family into long-term global service. Imagine that, 540. Our church currently supports over 90 missionaries and strategic indigenous leaders in more than 40 nations. We truly serve an amazing God. And we we are amazed at how God orchestrates everything to accomplish His purpose. But you know what? If you're already amazed... Here's what's more amazing. Here's what's even more amazing, at least for me. What's even more amazing is that God's kingdom grows through you and in spite of you. God's kingdom grows through us. And in spite of us, the greatness of the king of kings and the magnitude of the kingdom may be contrasted with the finitude of the participants of us. And we're saying we're limited. We can't do it alone. Of course we can't do it alone. And that's why we have the entire body of Christ, to do it together. And what an amazing privilege it is to work hand-in-hand with the body of Christ. Now, when you look yourself in the mirror, especially this morning maybe, Maybe you have responded in, in one or two ways. Maybe when you looked at the mirror this morning, you said, why do I look like this? <laughs> or maybe you responded this way, wow, I look like this, <laughs> which could also be negative. And you say, wow, I look like this, right? And when you, you, when you see yourself in the mirror of God's word, you may also respond in two ways may say, how can God use someone like me? We may look good on the outside, but we know that God knows what's happening inside. So we may respond, how can God use someone like me? You know what? This is where God's grace and mercy make things happen and move us from how to wow. Wow! God can really use me, no matter my background, no matter my limitations, no matter my faults, no matter my failures, no matter my history. God can really use me in spite of me. I like what Timothy Tennant says. He said, mission is far more about God and who He is than about us and what we do. It's far more about God and who He is than about us and what we do. Because we can't do it alone, but we serve an amazing God who includes us, who lets us, makes us participate in this amazing work of kingdom building. You know, in Matthew chapter 9, the, uh, the Lord told His disciples, and I read verse 37, "...the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few." Pray therefore earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. And you know what happened a verse after that, right? He sent His disciples. They were the answer to their prayers. They were the answer to their prayers. And maybe you have been praying for half a world, people half a world away. Maybe you've been praying for different countries and you've been praying for missionaries and you've been praying for the Lord to send missionaries. But maybe the reason why you've been praying is because the Lord has been dealing with you and talking with you about being part of His amazing kingdom building across the nations. Maybe He's challenging you to be involved in global missions. And if you feel that you are being called into this ministry, I'm not saying you should have all these things figured out. I remember when I was younger and I just... uh, you know, my, my dad is also a pastor, and I remember he extended, a, uh, he extended an invitation to those who would like to be used by the Lord or who feel that they were being called by the Lord to full-time ministry. There were a lot of people who came forward. They were crying. You know what? I came forward, but did I feel anything? I did not feel anything. I mean, I was not crying even when I came forward. I, just, I was there, and I was thinking, oh, did the Lord really call me? Because these people are crying, and they felt it. I don't feel anything. And you know what? I just told the Lord, Lord, if you can use me, I, I want to be used. That's all. I don't feel it, but, but at least I know that I want to be used. And maybe you're in that situation where you don't know how the Lord will use you. And you're just saying, Lord, I want to be used by you. I invite you to come to, and, and talk to our missionaries, talk to our staff, talk to Pastor Kyle, Pastor Bill. And some of our pastors, in relation to how the Lord might might be opening up ways for you to be involved in global ministry. Because even if you think that you're too small, no seed is too small in the hands of our big God. Small seed, big God. Thirdly, God's work is amazing. God is amazing because God's kingdom is our refuge. God's kingdom is our refuge. You know, we have an idea of what's happening in the world around us, in Palestine, in Israel, in, uh, in Ukraine. We, we, we hear stories about what's happening there. And even in the Philippines, in some regions, we have something similar. From a human standpoint, we may, uh, we may say, you know, it seems like everything is getting out of hand, out of our control. And maybe you don't even have to think about those countries. Maybe you're looking at yourself and you feel like everything in your life, or at least parts in your life, are out of control. Your relationships, your family, your finances, your job, your health, or something else. And maybe you've asked that question, so Lord, what now? Lord, what shall I do? Why are you doing this in my life? What do you want me to do? And believe me, I've asked those questions before. And I'm not saying that, I have, uh, that I'm finished asking those questions because I'm sure time will come when I would again ask those questions. But I remember one afternoon, I was praying at the top of my lungs asking those questions to the Lord. I was driving alone and I was praying. There were unanswered questions, unsettled problems, and an unknown future that really overwhelmed me. My family and I had been going through a difficult situation and, uh, and we focus on reading in the Psalms and just praying together. And I remember uh, reading Psalm 46 where it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Be still. But it's hard to be still when you are drowning. It's hard to be still when something is pulling you left and right, being tossed by wave upon wave of anxieties. You know, as I was driving that car, I turned left at the traffic light, knowing where I was going, but not knowing anything else after that. As I turned left, something caught my attention on the highway. There was this humongous billboard. This billboard. And the billboard said today... I will not stress over things I cannot control. That was like God shouting at me, saying, you just read Psalm 46. Today, I will not stress over things that I cannot control. I stopped the car on the side of the road, and I just looked at that and said, Lord, you have a a weird sense of humor. (laughs) Now, action point. Don't go and be looking for billboards, okay? Okay. When you go out, Lord, show me that billboard. God's word is enough, okay? God's word is enough. But I was saying, Lord, things are really out of my control. And so, Lord, I'm coming to you as my refuge. And you know what? When we come to the Lord as our refuge, we, sometimes we think of it individ- too, and we're too individual. We pray to the Lord. Oh, I already gave it to the Lord. And there's value in that we need to do that. Individually, we need to indeed acknowledge that we cannot do it on our own, that we need the Lord, we need to come to Him. But you know what? The passage that we read talks about the kingdom of God being a haven of rest, being a place where birds can build their nests, which means we are part of that kingdom. The church is part of that kingdom. And so, this is a place of refuge. This is a place of rest. This is a place where we can indeed meet God and, and be encouraged. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying this because that's, that's what, I, what I experienced. When, I, when, when my family was going through those tough times, the people, it was the people from the church that embraced me and my family. It was the people from the church that encouraged me. It was the people from the church that tell, told me, you know, we're here beside you. We'll walk along the way with you. It's so the people from the church. So if you're hurting right now, you're in the right place. And you're hearing the right sermon. If we have some people right now here or online who still do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's the first step. Receive Him. Open your heart, your life to Him. Receive Him as, by faith as your Lord and Savior. And repent, which means turn your back from a sinful lifestyle. Let Him be the Lord of your life. And if you're a believer and you're going through some tough times, you're in the right place. And I ask you to talk to people. Talk to us. Come up to us and let us pray for you. Let us pray for you. And maybe you're saying, those are the things that hinder me from serving God. I want to serve God, but I have a, I have a lot of baggage. I have a lot of baggage. The good thing about God is... He's not looking for perfect people to use. He's looking for someone who's saying, here am I. If you can use a person like me, send me and use me. And maybe I'm talking to you right now. You know that the Lord is dealing about something in your life. Today is the time. Now is the time to give it to the Lord and you feel like the Lord is leading you to be involved in the work of missions, now is the time to say, yes, Lord, send me. Yes, Lord, send me. In 1929, the China Inland Mission, now OMF, presented a need for 200 missionaries to China. In light of that call, Frank, Frank Houghton wrote the song, Facing a Task Unfinished. And I think this song expresses well the magnitude of the work of missions and the call for the church to participate in fulfilling the Great Commission. So here's what we're going to do. I'd like to request us to try to sing this song as in our hearts we're saying, Here am I, Lord, send me. Facing a task unfinished, that drives us to our knees, a knee that undiminished rebukes our slothful ease. We who rejoice to know seed is too small in the hand of a big God. Small seed, big God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are in awe of what you're doing here and in the rest of the world. And we're more in awe that you've chosen people like us to use, to be your partner in building your kingdom. So, Lord, I I just pray, Lord, for those people. Maybe we have some people here who still do not know you as Savior and Lord. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just open their hearts to the truth that it's only through Jesus that we find real life and hope and peace. And I also pray for those, Lord God, whom you have already challenged to go into full-time ministry to go to other parts of the globe, or even here, Lord, reaching the nations in their neighborhood. I just pray that you would give them the opportunity to do that, even to bring them out of their comfort zone, to let them know that you are their comfort. So thank you, Lord God, for the amazing opportunity to serve a God like you. In Jesus' name, amen.
7: Amen, familia. Why don't we stand and let us respond together that we have a mighty God that we serve, amen. is worthy of all of our praise today and forever. Amen. It says in Revelation 15, it says, Great and amazing are your deeds. O Lord God, the Almighty, just and true are your ways. O King of the nations, who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name, for you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. In Spanish. Grandes y maravillosas son tus obras, oh Señor, Dios todopoderoso. Justos y verdaderos son tus caminos, oh Rey de las naciones. Oh Señor, quien no temerá y glorificará tu nombre, pues solo tú eres santo. Because all nations will vendrán y adorarán en tu in your presence, pues because your han judgments have been revealed. In Arabic, the truth is that you are the one who is 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 the
0: in french il chantait le cantique de moïse le serviteur de dieu le cantique de l'agneau il chantait seigneur tout puissant tes œuvres sont grandes et admirables roi de tous les peuples ce que tu fais est juste et conforme à la vérité qui oserait seigneur refuser de te craindre et de te rendre gloire car Seul siya isa, to les peuplos viendran suprosterne devant toi car il deviendra manifesto que tes actions son just.
6: In Filipino, dakila at kamanghamangha ang iyong mga gawa, O Panginoong Diyos, na makapangyarihan sa lahat. Matuwid at tunay ang iyong mga daan, ikaw na hari ng mga bansa. Sinong hindi matatakot at luluwalhati sa iyong pangalan, O Panginoon, sapagkat ikaw lamang ang banal, Ang lahat ng mga bansai ay darating at sa sambasa harapan mo, sa ang yung mga matuid nagawa, ay nahayag.
0: Inam herak, hulum yimitagaza gaita, um, gaita amlak hoy, sera talak ana dinkano, azab nagus hoy, mungede. Mungadir um, t'adic inna iwanetano. Ixiabir gaita hoy. anta her, ye my farra. Inna simme, ye mya kabermano. Anta Bichak bitch at Bahasab hululai hulu Silt an yale, Antane her Fitterate hulu Bafite Yisagadalu Fitterde Tigaletal. Let's
7: sing together Glory, Glory, and a thousand Hallelujahs, amen. Let's sing this out. Oh
1: do you get a taste of what we're a part of? A God of all nations, right? And we know today he is praised in actually more than 2,000 languages of the world and to the far corners of the world. That is what we as the global church are a part of. I think that's absolutely amazing, don't you? We praise God. And so as we close our services today, I just, I have a few announcements, invitations, because I don't want you to miss any of the amazing parts of Missions Fest that are going on the remainder of today, throughout next week, and into next week. So um, receive these invites. We want you here because our celebration uh, continues. And so first, come back tonight, 6 o'clock, here in the West Worship Center. We have Missions Fest classified So we actually have several partners uh, who serve in highly secure or persecuted or unreached parts of the world and because of our online presence as a church, uh, they're not stories we can share here on a Sunday morning. But we've created this space tonight at 6 o'clock live and in person, so you have to be here to hear those. It's going to be an amazing night. Everybody is live and in person, so be here. Uh, Also before you leave this morning, take time in the atrium. Our partners, our missionaries are around. I don't want you to miss out on any of the connections with these great people, okay? Um, I have one more partner we missed in introducing Sister Nancy from World Relief Kenya, if we can welcome her. <laughs> Karibu sana, Sister, so glad to have you. And um, Next week, Come Back Local Sunday, we are celebrating the 15th birthday for Puente del Pueblo. So God, yes, thank you. God has worked in incredible ways over 15 years, so we're not only gonna get a chance to reflect on that, but also see what God has for us in the next 15 years and beyond here in our own community, because God has been so faithful. Final two things, as Pastor Nimrod said, if he was talking to you today and you are desiring or the Lord is moving on your heart to explore global missionary service, here's what we believe. For 94 years, God has raised up the people of Wheaton Bible Church to be sent out to the nations. I believe he's going to continue to do so So our next generation of missionaries is here. It's among us. So do not let Missions Fest pass without taking that step. Connect with a missionary. Talk with Pastor Bill or myself. We want to be all in with you and alongside you to someday commission you as one of our long-term global missionaries. Amen? Awesome. Finally. We have a a memento, a keepsake for Missions Fest for you. You all have loved these in recent years, so we're keeping it going. Our usher team on the way out, make sure you pick these up. It's our theme verse uh, from Matthew 13 and place this in a place of prominence because what you can't see in this package because they're so small are actual mustard seeds. But I want you to remember what pastor was saying, small seeds, big, God, this is your reminder to never, ever, ever think that the small steps of faithfulness especially as the body of believers don't amount to a forest when God gets a hold of those, right? So take one of those on the way out. When we close our services and say you are sent that's what we mean. So let's receive the benediction and what Christ Jesus has guaranteed for us at the cross. Church family, may the Lord be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that his ways may be known on earth and his salvation among all nations. Church, we love you. We'll see you all throughout Missions Fest and we'll see you back next week as well. Wheaton Bible Church, you are sent.